Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Woman Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Jessen. And I'm Juliet. And today we'll be reviewing You Had Me at Ola, a standalone by Alexis Daria. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, you can follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom and join our closed Facebook group, The Swoon Zone. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon where we have extra content including exclusive episodes and giveaway free stickers, books, and bookmarks. Marks and our writer dies will be getting their extra book in the fall for the fall book of the season, and it will be a copy of Don't Hex and Drive by Juliet. Yay! <laughs> It'll be a signed copy too. So yeah, that yeah, happy that's, to give that to our writer dies. Excited. Yes, for that. thank you so much, patrons, for supporting us. We love you. All right, guys, I have something I want to chat about because I just watched this trailer for a movie and Juliet and I were talking about how we're suffering a little bit with the lack of new movie and TV con- content that's coming out. Obviously, it's the least of our worries. It's first world <laughs> right. problem. But, right. <laughs> you know, we love to talk about this kind of thing as well as books. So I saw a trailer for a Netflix movie coming out soon, and I'm into it. It has a lot of characters that I really love. Oh my, so it's, it's like packed. Yes. Yeah. The show is called The Devil All the Time, and it is set in like rural, I think, West Virginia or something like that. Definitely and looks it, yeah. The Cast of characters. First of all, Tom Holland. Can, can we talk about Tom Holland for a second? Oh, my goodness. This kid is like 24, but he looks 15. Mm-hmm. He is the new Paul Rudd. I don't think he'll age. I think he'll look the same forever. Right. Forever Spider-Man and ever, Tom and Holland Man will look the same. Or yes. immortals, <laughs> by the way. They're true immortals. <laughs> <laughs> They're drinking some elixir. I don't right. know what's going on. Right. But uh, so Tom Holland uh, is in it. Robert Pattinson is doing the most as this really creepy preacher. Oh like this intense Southern preacher. He has like the most twangy Southern accent. It's just like. And the looks oh, he gives the camera. Oh. He's so, so good. good. He's so, creepy. so good. Mm-hmm. So so good. Um, Bill Skarsgård. You know we love the Skarsgårds. <gasps> oh god, the Skarsgårds, and I love Bill Skarsgård. He's always in like you know like it. He's like in these horror flicks and stuff. <laughs> um, but he I just he's so cute. He is, and he's captivating. Like everything he's in, I'm just like captivated by his acting abilities. He's just he's such phenomenal. a chameleon. Yes. Yes. He can do absolutely anything. Yeah. And yeah. this sh- it, it has way more characters than what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um Sebastian stands in there are, um so we have Spider-Man and we also have Winter Soldier Sissy's in Facebook there. is in there. I mean yeah. Oh, Winter Soldier. Let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> she had I don't know if you uh were on my Instagram stories, but I did share a uh text that Juliet <laughs> a chat that we had and and Juliet was salivating over Sebastian Stan as oh Winter God. Soldier. Well, I've seen and, the movie yeah. a million times, but Kevin had it on rewatch, and I wasn't about to tell him I'm like drooling over Winter Soldier. I'm like, yeah, it's like, so yeah. fucking hot. You can watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I let's love watch it. Winter Soldier again. Let's watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Civil War, whatever. But yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. So the cast Yum. is rocking. Okay, so speaking of Netflix, because Netflix has been 
you know, like I said, on par lately. Saving grace. Thank you for coming out with content during yes. the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and I'd already mentioned the Umbrella Academy, but there's another one I want to mention. If for those of our readers who love historicals and are any way like um, into like classic lit and stuff, it's called the Frankenstein Chronicles. Okay. And it's set is it like about Mary Shelley or something. She is in it, but it is not about. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So I just want to tell you, it's not a spoiler because it's literally the very first scene and it's how it opens. But Sean Bean is the central character and he works for, they're called the something police. They're like the river police. They pull out floaters and they watch for like. I was about to say, um, do they search for dead bodies? <laughs> they do sometimes, but they're mainly like they are watching for um, uh, smugglers and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And uh, any crime that's on the river. Well, they the very opening scene is they, you know, he has an incident with these criminals and they go ashore. But somebody finds this body of this little girl. And when he goes up to it, she's got the stitching around both wrists, around her throat and like, 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 oh my God, together, so like a Frankenstein. It's so morbid. And he, when he, he reaches out to t- touch her hand and she flinches and squeezes him. And like, it's like this one, like, oh my God, was that just like a flinch or whatever? But of course we later find out, well, I won't tell you what you find out, but let me just say, let me just say, this is so well done. The acting, the, um, the, I mean, and it's really like the very beginning of the police in Scotland Yard. It's like right before all that early 1800s. And the reason I'm all excited about it is because season two just came out and we watched the first season over a year ago. I want to say it was a, the longest time. So we rewatched the whole first season. You are going to be floored at the ending of the first season. I'm just still like, oh, my God. What uh, we're, we must be like into the thrillerish kind of thing right now, <laughs> yeah. because I just remembered that I, and I have talked about on the podcast before many, many, many episodes ago. I love the Netflix show Dark, and it's a, ger- a German show. Yeah, um, the cast and all of it's in German. And the third season just came out, and I have been meaning to rewatch the first and second season more so the second season because I've seen the first one like a million bajillion times. But I <laughs> needed to rewatch the second season before I went on to the third because it's kind of a little complicated yeah there's like a lot of like kind of like sci-fi stuff starting to happen and like oh my god it's so good oh yeah. it's so good so wow so lots okay, of so. great shows out there you guys there is there is all right guys so let's get to the book let's talk about you have me and ola first of all this cover holy shit yes it's beautiful it's so beautiful cute. i love it stunning yeah the colors i mean it's so, so vibrant bright. i love Oh, it just like I just love it. Makes you happy. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I have never read any other book by Alexis Daria other than this one. I did see the cover of this book and I was like, I have to have it. This title, this cover, everything is doing it for me. Oh, the title lured me in. The smartest yes. title. I'm like so clever. Loved it. So clever. You had me at Ola. Come on, y'all. A little play, you know, a tribute back to Jerry Maguire awesome romantic yes. comedy you know so i just thought it was super clever and immediately wanted to read it just because of that <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely so let's talk about these characters before we get into the spoiler section because i can't wait to chat about this with juliet i'm so excited our heroine is Jasmine Rodriguez, and she is a soap opera star. She's Latina, and she's looking for a breakout role. She's looking f- 
to become a leading lady. She has an opportunity to work for this streaming platform, which I think they call ScreenFlix, which I thought was a really funny play on Netflix. And um, so she is um, auditioning for this leading lady role of Carmen. And it comes at the right time because she's living in L.A., but all of a sudden she's in the tabloids because she, her boyfriend, her current boyfriend, who's also a celebrity, he's a musician, basically broke up with her. Through the tabloids (laughs) and created all this like scandal and stuff and she is wanting to escape all that. So she jets over to New York where they're going to be filming Carmen and also her family is from that area. So she's going to be around her family even though a lot of them (laughs) don't – especially her parents don't really take her acting career very seriously. Right. But her cousins are very supportive and they're like, hey, you tend to fall in love with your co-stars or people that you work with. Like Mm -hmm. let's focus on you. And she's like, yes, let's do a leading lady plan. And so this is her focus. She wants to focus. Focus on herself, but when she's going to audition for Carmen and she's going to read opposite of Ashton Suarez, he is a very hunky, hot, (laughs) well known telenovela star. So he has been in tons of telenovelas. Jasmine's grandmother actually is in love with him, like, loves that. Is the cutest thing ever. I just love that whole scenario. And Ashton Suarez wants to break through in Hollywood. So this is also kind of a big break for him. He wants to transition into, like, Hollywood. Um, And they have the most awkward first meeting. And it's really really funny because now they have to co-star opposite of each other and make sure that they have good chemistry. But neither of them want to get involved with the co-star. But, of course, of course – they can't help but be attracted to one another. And so how that all resolves is just super, super fun. And I can't wait to talk about all of it. So guys, if you have not read You Had Me at Ola, you're totally missing out. And you should go check out this book and then come back and chat with us in the spoiler section. First, a quick message from today's sponsor, USA Today bestselling author Delaney Diamond, who was featured on Oprah Magazine's list of 19 books about summer romance that will whisk you away. Her latest release, Seasoned, is about three friends in their mid-40s and 50s and the summer that changed their lives. Delaney Diamond expertly intertwines three classic tropes, enemies to lovers, second chance romance, and reunited lovers in one heartfelt novel. If you're looking for a great summer read, you'll enjoy Seasoned. Follow Renee, Adelaide, and Jackie as they navigate failed marriages, exes, battling neighbors, and each find their happily ever after. And now, back to You Had Me at Ola. All right, so let's get to this meat cute (laughs) this meat disaster (laughs) love it okay so first of all the way that alexis daria set up this book i love the trope i love this you know kind of like an office romance you know hollywood romance with their co-stars and neither of them wanting to get involved with a co-star he has his reasons Mm -hmm. um we'll talk about that immediately he has a secret son okay And the reason why he doesn't want to get involved with any co-stars is the one time that he did, she ended up by being pregnant and um, she didn't even want to have kids. So she signed over all of her rights to Ashton. Right. right. She's like, and she's like, I don't want anybody to ever know. Don't ever like release my name, that kind of thing. She doesn't want to get flacked from abandoning her child. Right. But he was happy to be a father and excited to be a father. Mm -hmm. And um, I love Yadiel. Yadi. He's the cutest. Yadi is so cute. Yeah. 
I love him too. Super, super cute. I wish we had some more yeah. scenes with him. But <laughs> so we have right. So we have that where we know he and he also has um he has anxiety, definite anxiety. Yes. Um, about Can please talk about that for a second. Yeah, and just I, the fact that he has anxiety. Serious like, anxiety. As a hero. So should because, we go ahead and bring that out to why what started it all? So yes, tell them why that why he has anxiety, and then I want to tell um, our listeners, why I absolutely love this. Right. So in his younger days, he was um, carefree and enjoying like being a young movie star in Miami, like living it up and stuff. Well, he had a moment with a stalker, a stalker who um, broke like broke the glass on his window right outside his one year old Yachty's crib. Um, he was scared away, I guess, when he came into the room or something, but they caught him and he had a hunting knife on him. Like this guy, yes. his, and he was a, se- a severe stalker. Like they didn't know he would take it this far, but they easily found him. And like ever since then, he lives in apartments with guards and he's mm-hmm. been and he's always been very fearful for Yachty. And so he has ha- Yachty has been raised in Puerto Rico with his grandfather. I mean, his father and his grandparents. Um, but it's like all of that anxiety is built in his everyday life. He has publicity. He hides from paparazzi. He's constantly sneaking around. I feel like he lives in fear. You know what I'm saying? He does. He does. And I find this so interesting for a hero character because all of these, um, all of these like personal conflicts that he has with this anxiety Mm -hmm. and this kind of social fear that history is going to repeat itself and PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, our heroines usually get this type of storyline. And I really love the fact that he was getting this type of storyline. I agree. It, I it, just really liked it, it so it much. I agree. Because how many times have we read a heroine who has been through a past trauma mm-hmm. and the guy's there to like bring her back to right, like right to save live her, live a life, live a life and like mm-hmm. stop living in fear. Heroines always get that type of storyline. But this time the leading hero gets that type of storyline and I found it very refreshing. I, I was too. excited about it and um, I really felt for him because it was like he had PTSD after this incident. Definitely. He was so adamant about keeping Yachty out of the press, not only because he was afraid that because um, he signed an agreement with the birth mother saying, you know, I won't let people know that he's yours. Yeah. And the easiest way for people to not speculate is basically keep Yachty out of the spotlight completely. Yeah. And also because he doesn't want his you know, stalker fans to have another target. So it's all understandable. His fear also leads to him very distrustful of anyone. It's why he's not had any serious Mm -hmm. relationships. Um, He doesn't date co-stars. Like he keeps, he is very standoffish. It is basically affected his entire adulthood. Okay. Yes. And not only does he not want to date co-stars, but he also doesn't really participate in any of the types of like, Social um, social mm-hmm. yes, yeah, social events that happen like after filming. He's he's basically reclusive. He like, yeah. goes back to hermit. the hotel room <laughs> and he goes to his trailer alone. And it's just like he's he's living, living such a half life, mm-hmm. yes. such a half life, not enjoying anything. Really and true. it's just I just I was so excited to get this different type of hero. I just really like it. Whenever I'm, I'm surprised like this, what makes it even better is that um 
We get the fact that the love interest is being hounded by the press. She's being hounded by the press and by the paparazzi. Of course, this is the opposite of what he wants in his life. Like he does not want to be associated with somebody whose every move is watched and like critiqued. I mean, as a matter of fact, in chapter one, it opens up with her being. You know, she's been blasted. I love Ava and Mich- uh, Michelle, her cousins. Mm-hmm. Are, I love Michelle. I hope I hope Michelle gets her own story. Cause I'm I would hoping love- all of her, all, I, all of the girls get a book. I just love the family. But yeah. um, they basically protect her. They're like, you can't get on social media. We'll let you know when it's okay and safe for you to get mm-hmm. back on. So they kind of shield her and protect her from the really heinous stuff people are saying about her because she dated this famous musician, McIntyre. And um, he basically... Sounds douchey. I know he sounds like such a douchebag. He basically, <laughs> she found out they were broken up and he was cheating on her through a tabloid she saw on the aisle. Like he, yeah, I dumped her. You know, she was obsessed with me. Yes. And like, you know, so it's like dumped hell? in capital letters. You know, oh, oh my god, so humiliating, awful. humiliating. So she's like mm-hmm. really trying to back off paparazzi too. Like she doesn't want anything to do with them, but she can't help it. They're obsessed with her. You know, they want to know everything she's yeah. doing. Now she's got yeah. this new show, you know, and um, where she's the lead. And so everybody's sort of like hounding it after her. So what a great paradox to have for our hero and heroine. And so that's why their meeting, their first few meetings go so awry. First of all, when they first meet, <laughs> he knocks into her spilling coffee all over her. All, and she looks so professional and stuff. And he just like ruins it. And <laughs> I know. So fucking awkward too. Like nothing like the characters that he plays in like telenovelas. Like yeah, he's just like suave and sexy, and he's totally yeah. awkward. Yeah, he's not. He's like didn't even Shy. do a proper apology or whatever. And she just like she has to like change. She gets an assistant to go get her some clothes, but she only has like thirty bucks on her, and it's New York, and everything's yeah. fucking expensive. And so like she comes back in a tour tight, shirt, tight like like bike riding shorts and like. But I love so her. She, she keeps her jewelry it. in her heels when she goes. She looks in the mirror. She goes, I'm totally going to just rock this. You know, yes. like, just, like, that's it. I fucking love it because she's always being reminded of like her and her cousin's conversation where it's like, you know, this is the leading lady plan. I'm a boss ass bitch. Like I'm going to own this and I'm not going to yeah. fall in love with the co-star again because that's one of her problems that she has recognized in herself that I tend – she she's like a character that falls in love with love. Like she has – she easily falls in love, but none of them are ever true, true love. Right. It's like – you know, superficial types of love that obviously she's like, I can't believe I ever dated them. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to make myself a priority this time and I'm not going to fall for my co-star. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Famous last words, Jasmine. Sure. And every time I read something like this, it reminds me of Chris Reed's romance because she she sometimes does this on her Instagram yeah. story where she circles an obvious line where like the hero's like, I will never marry. And she's yeah. like, romance translation, you will totally get married. Yeah, like going to get married. I, I love Jasmine's personality. She even admits she has middle child syndrome, not enough attention. <laughs> Just wants to be loved and like somebody. One of yes. my cousins even said, "Oh, that's because you're an Aries. Like, she <laughs> that's why you have all these problems. You know, like you need to be loved." But I just thought it was hilarious. My husband's an Aries, it's- and he likes to be loved and center of attention too. But anyway, yes. yeah. 
<laughs> so true. So I was totally laughing at that. But um, yeah, so she is she is literally like she's one of my favorite new heroines I've read in recent yeah, books. She's amazing. She's I just, love her. And even though it's like, you know, the world just keeps shitting on her, like with McIntyre and stuff, she rolls with it so easily. And this is the exact opposite of Ashton, who everything stresses him out, you know, mm-hmm. even somebody looking at him with possibly taking a picture of him, you know, without his approval, he freaks out like he's like, what are they taking a picture of me for? You know, and, and, yes. I, you know, so it's just it's a really great juxtaposition between these two personalities. Mm-hmm. And it's it's no, you know, surprise that these opposites attract fall for each other. In his point of view, like after the whole coffee incident, they're like reading for the first time. The whole time he's like, I should have apologized. What's wrong with me? You know, I'm such a stupid ass. Yes. And like he's missing his lines and stuff because he's like chastising himself in his head. Like, she's so beautiful. Why didn't I apologize to her properly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so cute. I love the, how he's like opposite of his suave characters that he's played because they always like mention like, oh, my God, I loved you in like El Matador, El Matador. and stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's so funny. But um. So another thing that I really love the way Alexis Doria has this problem because it's affected the way that they've met and all of his anxiety is affecting their on-screen chemistry, okay? Right. He, like, is determined not to be attracted to her at all. And so it's really – they're they're not meshing well. And yeah. she recognizes this. Like, Jasmine's like, I have to, like, smooth this over. Like, we need to, like, hang out. Like, <sighs> one of the things she notices is he will not hang out with anybody. He comes off yeah. as so standoffish. Like, she needs to know him as a person so that they can – have some real chemistry because they are playing they're playing this couple who are divorced but they're going to fall in love again because the right. husband needs, needs her help she's like a fixer and he is like a famous rock star musician and stuff funnily enough um because of her real life but um so they obviously need to have this chemistry if they were right. a previously married couple they have to have some established chemistry right. it's not like they're starting just fresh you know so that's really and, important. Right. And so it has to be natural. And I think what, you know, I love their outside when they're working on lines and stuff. It's like you have to have somewhat of a friendship, at least that much mm-hmm. intimacy where you trust each other enough to be vulnerable in scenes and things of that yeah. nature. It's like otherwise you're just kind of like you're stiff and you're you're acting, but it comes mm-hmm. across stiff, you know. Yes. And so I just thought that was really interesting. I thought I thought it all was, that was interesting. Really interesting. Okay. So another aspect of the book that I really enjoyed. I feel like such a nerd talking about this book because I'm like, oh my God, this totally works for me. But um, one of the things I really loved is how we get like the scene from the show. Like it's actually, yes. we get a scene from the show. And I love so it. So clever. Fucking nerd for director's commentary and behind mm-hmm. the scenes sort of shit. So I'm just like, oh my god, this is great. I you love are this. A nerd for that. That is so I true. Am. I am. <laughs> I okay. just thought and it at was. First, at first, I was like, what is this? I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And then I was like, oh, like, oh wait a second. Oh, oh this is Carmen and Victor's point of view. This is the scene. Uh, look, okay, from a writer's standpoint, I was like, fucking um, chef's kiss, clever. It was such a good decision. I, at first, like you said, at first you're like, wait, what's happening? Oh, wait a second. This isn't Carmen. This is, this is 
this isn't Jasmine, this is Carmen. And and I loved those scenes. I thought it was so clever. And I loved yeah. even how even during those scenes, we get like Jasmine's point of view comes in. She's like, oh, wait, but that's Jasmine. That's not Carmen. Oh, wait, you know. Yes. <laughs> because it kind of reflects like each scene kind of really plays off what's happening with them personally, like exactly. in real life. Right. And it just works so well so oh, yeah. so well absolutely love it i want to mention one more thing that i was a fucking nerd for and this is a complete personal pet peeve of mine okay <laughs> personal pet peeve that she did the opposite of like she didn't she didn't trigger any pet peeves for me she did the opposite of that she made mm-hmm. me so happy so and i've told this to juliet before and i haven't mentioned it on any of our pet peeves ep- ep- episodes but this is just a me thing it probably doesn't bother anybody else because i'm a weirdo <laughs> um if if a book has a character who speaks another language or oh, someone is yeah. speaking another mm-hmm. language in a book, yeah, yep. Juliet knows that because yep. I've said it before to her. I don't like it when we get the line, the text in a, a non-English language, and then immediately following we get the English translation. I hate it. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, I can probably figure it out on my own in context if mm-hmm. I just read it. Context you know, clues. I can context clues, I can figure out what they said. Second of all, I'm the type of nerd who I'm like, ooh, interesting, something I don't know. Let me go look it up. Mm-hmm. So that's all me. And so I get annoyed whenever they just tell me it right after. I'm like, so why even put it in the non-English text if you're just gonna tell me what it is in English? So I get irrationally angry about it. And <laughs> Alexis Aria does not do it at all. She just gives us the Spanish and does not fucking translate it. And I was like, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, oh, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, Justin's going to be so happy with that. She's going to love that. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, it's so immersive. It's so yeah. immersive. I'm like, I really felt like I was in the head of these Latinx characters. You know, it was so really, it was so awesome. And also another thing we didn't mention is Jasmine's a little bit insecure because she does not actually hmm. speak Spanish for really? at all right exactly at all even though you know her her parents and grandparents do um she has grown up pretty you know americanized and mostly speak english and has like a couple words here or there and she can understand it very well but she can't really you know speak it back and actually that is what kind of leads them to their first outing together where she kind of pulls him out of his shell a little bit she asks for help she's like look okay you've probably figured it out because she was stumbling over some lines some spanish lines in the script it says could you help me you know and so mm-hmm. he ends up saying fine meet me at the grocery store so they go to the grocery store and i love what was the song oh it's a whitney houston song song wasn't it what song? i can't remember what song i just i think it was, it was i just want to dance with somebody up. i'm pretty sure it's i just want to dance with somebody because mm-hmm. i can hear it in my head and so she stops talking to him immediately and just starts dancing in the aisle and he looks at her for a second and then he grabs her hand and spins her and like they start dancing like she's dancing i loved uh, this scene i thought it was so cute um you know and i even loved how she was he was like telling her uh things in spanish that they were looking at she goes i can say mm-hmm. food words can you give me something else she was yeah like, it's like what all you said is that is a fruit that is yes, important. like that is like a- try to like, try to be more creative yeah exactly <laughs> like that is cereal <laughs> you know that is <laughs> you know that bad, but. but of course it's ruined yes. the moment is ruined because a paparazzi is there yes. not a paparazzi a woman takes a picture because they recognize who um, they are so they're who they are i just like and so random. it immediately ruins the movie because ashton's like i don't want to i don't yeah. want to be in the papers i don't yeah. want people to be like 
you know, what's going on? Are they, are they a couple off screen too? And it's sad because this happens multiple times in the book. He, the mood gets ruined and he holds himself back every time they they make some steps forward, just even in their friendship. um, He always feels like he has to pull back and she notices that of course. Um, But another thing I really, really loved is they had an intimacy coach for their kissing scenes (laughs) and the way that they had to, keep redoing it over and over and over again awkward i was (laughs) cracking up because it was so awkward you know how you watch these watch these scenes in movies where the actors have so much chemistry and there's like a sex scene and it's like they look so into it but then you realize you know there's a bunch of people actually watching them it's there's nothing actually sexy about this (laughs) there's a hundred people watching them with boom mics over the cameras and like you know somebody's like sipping their latte watching you know (laughs) spraying you with like spray to make you look like you're sweaty and stuff like that like somebody spray their sweaty bodies please (laughs) somebody can we get some more baby oil please please (laughs) center go there she needs some on her thighs no i'm sorry but but i really do love because it i like how they were awkward that they all I like how they didn't start off having the best chemistry um, yeah. while they were filming and they had to really work for it because it is an awkward thing. Right. And no matter if they were having good chemistry outside of it, this is also a job, you know? Yeah. And um, I just really liked how the more comfortable he got, the more into his character he got, he started to look at Jasmine as a person as well and was yeah. just kind of like admiring of her. And once he starts letting those kinds of guards down, because it really does, the way that he's so stiff in his real life really affects the way that he was performing. Mm-hmm. And once he starts letting that all down and he starts allowing himself to get to know Jasmine, it's just oh, so beautiful. I love it. So he starts kind of letting loose, hanging out with mm-hmm. the crew, and agreeing like to a, run lines. Yes, they what? start running lines together. I think the and then they have a moment um, where they decide to run lines in the gym. He goes to the gym like every morning and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she shows up. Of course, she shows up. I think it's in the afternoon they decide to do it, though. She's in like her hot pink sports bra or something in her little spandex mm-hmm. shorts on purpose. Looking great. On purpose. Looking great. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and of course he's like all of a sudden like jogging, like watching her. He's like, Oh my God, I hope she can't tell I'm getting hard on right now. This is going to be really hard to run lines like this, you know? And um, I had such an inappropriate thought. Have you ever seen that, that slow motion video of a guy running on a treadmill? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I had that image in my head. <laughs> I was like, Oh, it's no, not good. Like should not be thinking this um yeah oh, yeah exactly yeah. but jasmine yeah. knows what she's doing she's attracted to him and she can't really help herself she's like she wants to look pretty okay i like how she always calls her cousin to be like quick tell me the leading lady yeah. plan again yeah, like remind me yeah Please. Her, did we go through the leading lady plan which i thought was the cutest thing ever no i don't do think you I have it. it um i don't have it all but i remember one of them is you leading ladies do not fall in love with their um co-workers um leading ladies um do not show up or only show up on the front page of a magazine for good reasons <laughs> um you know leading ladies are badass um i forgot is it heffas is that how you pronounce that i don't i badass think it's hefe. Hefe. i think it's hefe. yeah i'm sorry 
my accent's not very good. I apologize. And then there was one more. The, our leading lady is always um, whole by herself. Like she doesn't need. Yes. She don't need no man. Okay. Right. Right. So she has to call her cousins constantly. Remind me of the, where does the leading lady lands? And I love how they're. Remind me why I should not her. start falling yeah. for him. Yeah. Sometimes they're encouraging her and sometimes they're not. It's hilarious. Those two. Oh my gosh. They, they do encourage her sometimes. It's so good. <laughs> like, we know you're going to sleep with them. What are you talking about? You know? And I also, I also like, because I mean, they're fangirls too of his telenovela oh, yeah. work. And yeah. when the grandmother does find out that um, Jasmine is starring off it is she's like so excited about it like oh my god you're gonna be filming with el matador just so funny but um i really like how what starts off as true intentions like we need to run lines because we need to make sure that we have we we shoot the best show because they want to get noticed they're counting on this show on screen flicks to get them um notoriety and so what starts off all their their line running as truly professional it turns into i kind of want to just have an excuse to hang out with you and you know hang out in hotel rooms together and stuff like that and yeah and when they start rehearsing like that the chemistry in real life is starting to go like off the charts it's just like a perfect scenario because it gives them a legitimate excuse to hang out um, and have these intimate moments. And um, yeah, yeah, you just can't it run away from that type yeah. of thing. And he finally, he he starts to, he finally says yes to one of the things she asked. She says, we're, we're going to the karaoke bar after with the whole crew. Do you mm-hmm. want to come? And he surprises her by saying yes. He even surprises himself. But it's like, yes. he can't. He's so attracted to Jasmine. Even like his best instincts or like shutting down, like the walls are crumbling because he wants to be near her, and she's yes, wearing like he like can't help but like touch her too, like while they're at the karaoke bar with really the rest of the crew. Something, yeah, yes. I remember. And he's like, "You wore this for me." I'm like, mm. Yes, and like he he was like had his arm kind of around her, like mm-hmm. didn't even realize that he was doing this type of thing. They were just like, "What good atmosphere?" They were like mm-hmm. chatting and stuff. And of course, that gets ruined as well because another like cat. I can't remember if she's one of the makeup artists or something. Marquita. I can't remember which one. I think I might yeah. have to ask. I can't remember. And she was like, "Oh my god, are you guys like a real couple in real life?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> He's like, "No." Shoves over like, and but then what was funny is, and she was just like, "Oh, like y'all look so cute together." Yeah, I love Jasmine. Like poked him in the ribs. Like. He's up there. It's Calm like, down. You like, know, like she handled it so well. Like, no, we're just friends. Yeah, like you know? exactly. He gets so like bent out of shape. Out of shape. Out of shape. Okay. He gets like he reacts so like. <laughs> Could you be any more obvious? Yes. Yes. yes, Ashton. And like she's just so like blase about it. She's like, yeah. no. But he does no, start opening up to her. He tells her his real name is um Angel Louis, I believe. Angel. Yes. And so like she saves his contact in her phone, like it's his real name. And so he is opening up in other things, but he still won't tell her about his son that he has in Puerto Rico. Oh, no. you know? yeah. Of course he says like his parents still live in Puerto Rico, but he doesn't right. say that. Because, like, she sometimes he's not there. Sometimes um, on the weekends, like, he will actually go fly into Puerto Rico yes. to go see his son, which nobody knows about. But he does eventually say, like, yeah, I was actually in Puerto Rico with my family. But, like, yeah. 
just yeah. kind of lets her assume it was only like his dad and his grandparents and stuff right, like that. Right. So yeah, he's deliberately leaving by omission all <laughs> mention of his son. So of course that's gonna be we know that's the main fire. Yeah, we know that's yeah. gonna be a problem. Uh, let's get to the hot sex first, though. Let's yes, um, go, go yeah, go for it. So they leave. Well, this is interesting. So they leave the karaoke bar, and of course, like when they're going up the elevator, she's she looks at him and she's like, "Do you want to come to my?" room she was totally expecting him to say no and he's like yes and as soon yeah. as like they're in close the door they are all over each other and like mm-hmm. i love her in his point of view and he's like fuck the coaching i want like he's like full-on tongue because yeah. they don't do tongue kissing on on set and stuff they don't yes. go that intimate and like <laughs> it's just it is awesome it is so hot but it what's, is awesome what's interesting is he tells her you know at first he's like i don't you know you know, I don't think we should do sexual penetration, but everything else is okay with yes. you. And she's like, yes, okay, every anything and everything. Thank you. I like how okay. she was just like so okay with it. Like he right. set a boundary and she was like, cool, yes, let's go yeah. for it. We can another do so thing, many things. Isn't that so interesting? It's another thing that mostly women are having to set the boundaries. But for him, he has a fear factor with that and did not want to yes. be that intimate. And she was like, perfectly fine. You know, I, I loved it. Yes. It was Me really, too. It was really good. It's just, Me it's just, too. I just really enjoy these characters like a lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. I just- Oh yeah, and even though she's kind of wondering, like, oh, why do you not want to have sex with me? Mm-hmm. They have a sexual, yeah, disease? they have a venereal disease or something. Like, what's going on there? But we'll figure that out later. But it's not like so desperate that it ruined the night. Like he even like stays over and they cuddle. Like it was lovely. There's- Love it was definite behavior of like, okay, if you like wanted to make sure that you're not going to fall in love with each other, like y'all are doing the exact <laughs> opposite of everything y'all should be doing. Yeah, maybe not fall asleep in each other's arms. That might be a good idea. Yeah, that might be a key. That might be a key. But they can't help it. Now no. they're hanging out together. You know, she's opening up about how her family, like his family's super supportive of his acting career. Right. And hers is not. And she has a huge family. Like he only has his immediate family and she has like so many people in her family. Oh, and yeah. She gets so much flack from it. Like that one scene whenever she goes hang out at her grandparents' house and there's like some other guy cousins there and they were like, you know, kind of teasing her yeah. about her ex's McIntyre, like saying stuff about her and like being douches and stuff. And yeah. it's just so hard. Not only for that, her, her parents so are, bad. I know. And her parents are constantly bragging about her older sister Jillian's uh, children and how perfect they are. And look at him here. He's skateboarding and look at him here swimming and look at him here. And she's like, mm-hmm. I love my nephews, but I don't need it to be shoved in my face at what a loser I am all the time, you know? Just because I'm childless doesn't make me a lesser person. Right, like, right. I'm focused on my career I, right I now. I totally hurting with her with this. But I love that she also shared this with Ashton. She also shared with her hurt with McIntyre. Like, she didn't mm-hmm. want to be blasted across the pages. I mean, you know, no. he's like, oh, that must have been a nightmare. And she's like, you have no idea. Like, you know, yes, it was a nightmare. And it's funny because that's his fear. And he's never really experienced the humiliation that that comes with. But he's yeah. very sympathetic. So she's opening up and making herself very vulnerable. And yes. he's like, he's like slowly the gates creeping open, you know, for him. <laughs> you know, like slowly. You know, he's holding a bit of toe point. or two inside, you know. Um, but at the same time, he's totally falling in love with her. Like he, you know, I love that he admits it to himself. Yes. Um, you know, yes. as we get farther along. 
And like, of course, whenever he starts admitting to himself that he's like falling for Jasmine and it's like, okay, so when do you plan on telling her that you have a son? Like how, and like every time they have a conversation that like he could sneak it in, he doesn't say it. Like, I'm like, oh no, like why did he say I love his dad, um, Ignacio, who's always trying to push him like, you know, son, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to be happy too. Are you really happy? Are you, you know, I just, I love his father's worried yes Mm -hmm. and also so i really love let's talk about yaddy for a second so yaddy he is a troublemaker (laughs) he likes to climb and yes and he falls all the time he's always breaking things and having to go to the hospital but like (laughs) just like he a little boy and he like bounces back like it's no big deal for him okay and i love how um sometimes Ashton will get like a text from his from his dad and like it starts off with I don't want you to worry and then mm-hmm. it immediately sets off this like anxiety in him yeah and um he's like trying to call his dad and his dad's not picking up and stuff and he's like dad 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 like why aren't you picking up something terrible must have happened and you know his dad just like no we had it taken care of like it yeah, was fine that's fine. why I didn't want we're you good to worry about it like yeah. you're so stressed about this but he's just being a little boy like if you were here, Yadi still would have fallen. Like just be like, cause he's he's berating himself. Like I should be there. I should be there with Yadi. And it's just like, wh- wh- what do you expect to do? Like yeah. cover over him yeah. whole life? Like you need to start letting go. You and need not only to that, start living. So for me as the reader and as a parent, I was devastated for Ashton. I'm like, you're missing all these things. You're missing all these things he's doing. Like you're separating yourself out of fear and you're losing time with your son. Yes. You know, because yes. I have a 10 year old and I'm like, I can't imagine missing all those years, you know, coming back and forth, you know, with, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it, and- it, Yes, and Yadi actually wants to go to New York so badly, and he's, like, showing off. He's like, look, look at my English. It's so great. Like, I'm ready. I want to go and be with you and see the sights. Like, it's not fair. You're always over there. Like, I want to be over there, too. And it's just – I want to be with my dad. Can I please be with you? You know? Like, come on. (laughs) Oh, it's killing me. Exactly. And even though he does go visit, like, every single weekend, it's not the same as, you know, being with – being a part of – Daily, exactly, exactly. So that's something that I'm definitely already experiencing that because, um, I mean, our two oldest sons are gone, and my daughter, my 18 year old, is moving out this weekend. I'm and I'm like, tomorrow she moves out of the house, and I can uh, imagine, like, I'm already experiencing like the loss of having her in my daily life. You know, because it's very different when she's going to come home from school on the weekends. You know, it's just a very different when you're living with that child and you're experiencing their daily lives, you know. And so I was very sympathetic and empathetic with this whole scenario. And I was like, Ashton, wake up. Come on. You've got to get your son to New York with you. Like, I was so, so happy when Yachty and I'm jumping too far. So let's get to. So first of all, they have some banging sex a couple of times when they try not to. Yeah, in um, secret, they can't. They can't stop yes. at this point. They're just like, <gasps> yes. But they're on set one day, and is it Tanya, who's the PR rep for Carmen, I believe, comes up to both of them and is like, um, or comes up to him first and asks him, "Do you have a son?" And he knows instantly because she's holding her phone against her chest, like. There's something on the other side of that. Lo and behold, um, there's this one. Is it Kitty Sanchez? Is that her name? 
Eddie Sanchez is, is yeah, the, the gossip columnist. The gossip columnist who is stalking them has been following um Jasmine forever and is now currently and is now apparently stalking him because he's been seen, they've been seen together, you know, but they've released these pictures and all of this breakdown of his son who has been hiding like from the paparazzi, trying to protect them forever, and it's out there. And yeah, because I don't think we mentioned they um they actually do come to New York. And so they were like out yeah. at like a, a baseball game or something. Yes, yes, they did. Yachty and Ignacio and his grandparents do come. And, and that's when they meet Jasmine. I love how Yachty calls her the pretty girl. Is the pretty girl going to yes. be there? <laughs> I love how they hit it off in like. It's so awkward when Ashton's there because she's, like, taking it all in stride. Um, But Ashton is, like, so tense, like, making sure that for some, like, Yachty's okay. And, like, oh, my God, he's talking to Jasmine. What's going to – what is she going to say? Like, yeah, I'm sleeping with your dad. Like, what? No, Ashton, calm the fuck down. The description of that scene was hilarious. I'm like, Ashton, I wanted to scream, calm the fuck down. Like, he's standing in the corner brooding and, like, you know, just, like, having almost, like, a conniption fit and standing there (laughs) while he watches them have a good time. And they're having a nice time. And And everything's okay. Everything is fucking fine, you crazy, neurotic person. (laughs) Being totally neurotic. (laughs) Somebody please hold Ashton's hand and have it let him sit down. And so, obviously... When Jasmine finds out that she's been so open with her feelings, her life, and her fears, and all that. She's been so open with him. And they were falling in love with each other. And he still did not trust her enough to talk about his son. Like, And brought his son to New York and, like, was hanging out with him. Like, Like, hey, my dad's here. My son's here. And, like, nothing. Like, the perfect opportunity would be to tell Jasmine when they were on their way to New York. Like he had every opportunity oh, yeah. to tell her. And she confronted um, him. She confronted him and was like, you know, so once again, I'm lied to and I find out through the tabloids this big yeah. secret you've been holding out on me. And so he uh-huh. understands like her he understands that, but at the same time, he's just like, you know, well, you know, you don't understand and whatever. It's like, well, no, I don't because you won't tell me anything. And so I, I get her hurt. And at the same time, I was like, somebody please get Ashton therapy. He needs it yes. for him to move forward yes. he needs it so that he can have a relationship. He has um, a definite real problem that definitely needs to be solved. Oh, so there's no dramatic fix. He's not going to have like an epiphany. Mm-hmm. He definitely needs work. Like you yes, said, he needs yes, therapy. Yeah, that kind of which, anxiety, PTSD. You need therapy, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. So we're not there yet. <laughs> huh? No. We're not quite there yet. So we have yeah, <laughs> so we definitely have these off and on moments. They wrap up Carmen. Um, and of course, it's just like this, it's so sad. It's like this, it's very it's successful. Yes, but at the but same like, time, she can't to leave Carmen like be like I don't want to do a second season and I want to go back to LA like she's planning to flee yeah and she tells him she said meet me back at my apartment she leaves the party early and is like we're done and even if there is a second season of a Carmen I'm not doing it I'm going to LA yeah he is like first of all he understands she's upset but he's also like angry like you would you're gonna sabotage me like this like you know but this is the thing that hurt me the most was 
he's getting called. He gets a they get a call from his father and find out that yet again, Yachty has climbed and broken his collarbone and they're at the hospital. And mm-hmm. he was ignoring his phone calls to talk to Jasmine and to meet with her. Yes. And he's like, Look, see, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. And you know, mm-hmm. you're just sabotaging my life. It he was, was lashing out at her so hard. Oh my and god. Was- uh- undeserved completely so upset for her i was so i was so upset for her too there was no excuse now pack all your shit up and get out and go it's like yeah it was 100 more evidence that ashton needs serious help yeah because he regrets it almost immediately but he does have it he gets to the hospital and his dad's like dude everything was fine all we need is your yeah. signature like that's it like we're and done he had a Everything little bit of an epiphany fine. there he's like they're okay everybody's yeah. okay everybody's fine exactly <laughs> and his dad also is just like you know what's gonna happen is yadi's gonna stay with you and i'm gonna go back to puerto rico Love and it. It. it gives him no choice just like uh, your son's gonna do this now and you're gonna have to I work it. it out you're gonna have to work out this this fear mm-hmm. that um paparazzi is going to find out about your son like okay well that fears realized they already know about yadi so and he wants to be in new york like he's not afraid talk to him he be wants real to be with, with him, his real boundaries you know? about you know how to interact with paparazzi and what not to do whatever but you know this is something that you're gonna have to deal with you still want to be in movies you want to make it to hollywood well what do you think's gonna happen if you get more recognizable you're gonna get more press so why are you running away from this thing right now like face right. it head on to deal with it and i love it i love that he does it Good job, Dad. <laughs> I, I love him so much. I'm like, I just love it. Dad took over and was like, "Nope, this is what's happening." Oh, and your grandparents are staying too, so you're gonna have a nice little family here. I'm gonna yeah. go home. I'm gonna you know explore. focus on the restaurant, you know. And I just, I loved it. I, I just, I loved how that worked out here because apparently Ashton was not capable of making the right decision. So no. you know, he needed a little push, and I think that that was fine. I'm yeah. glad that it happened. Me too. And. Um, another thing we didn't talk about is Jasmine's grandmother's having a huge birthday party. Yeah. Okay. She had invited was, him to show up there. I was so excited when about midway through, I'm like, I know what's gonna be the final scene. I was like, I know yeah. what's gonna be the final scene is gonna be the grandmother's party. I was so excited. <laughs> I that. And uh so of course Ashton's like, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm in love with her. I want her in my life. So this is going to happen. So he he puts his big mm-hmm. boy, puts his big boy pants on. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> does. Takes Roddy and his grandparents and uh, all. They go to the party. To the party, y'all. I love how the grandmother <laughs> is grandmother so fucking excited, so loud. Everybody thinks something wrong. Like people leap over chairs to get to her. What happened? I love it. Fucking <laughs> perfect. Pointing. Just wanting to get El Matador. You know, has just walked in. The fucking Ashton Suarez just walked through the door at yeah, my birthday party. Strides up, you know, and of course Jasmine's like, Ashton, is that you? And she, he like gives her a smile and walks up. He says, "May I have this dance?" And then they start salsa dancing. Y'all. I love how he like the first thing he does is go to like the grandmother and yeah, like this is her birthday party. Her 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. And pay attention. He like turns on his charming um, persona that he's channeled in his telenovelas and he's he's making his rounds talking to people. So I like how it's like not like he doesn't go straight to Jasmine and like hijacks the party and makes it about them because you know how I don't like I know how you are about Grand Gestures. I know. This one was perfect. It was I thought it was perfect. You know, so perfect because he takes her off later privately to chat. And I'm just like, yeah, to lay his heart out on the line. (laughs) First of all, he fixed something because she was really excited that he was going to come and excited for her grandmother as well. So he kept his end of the deal. And then after he fulfilled that as like a separate issue, like I promise to do this, I'm going to do this, but this, this has nothing to do. um, This is not me groveling. This is me like actually just doing something I promised you. Yeah. And now let's go talk because like, I have some I'm explaining groveling. to do. I'm in yes. love with you. Now, <laughs> now I need to tell you in front of nobody because I'm not trying to like impress you. Right. Now I need to tell you that I know I have issues and, you know, I want you in my life and Yadi's going to be here and I want you to know him and he loves you, obviously. Yes. He, I we need, need to teach him your name. Yes, so he's still so pretty, pretty girl. Lady. Pretty girl. Is it pretty lady? I can't remember. I don't remember. So cute. Oh, goodness. It was just so adorable and so, so cute. And the epilogue was perfect, though, too, because, like Juliet says, they talk about how they're both working through their issues and how um, Ashton does go to therapy yes. to deal with his anxiety yes. about that and his PTSD. And, you know, she is also working through her stuff. And I'm just like, yes, perfect, healthy, healthy yeah, relationship. Also- Absolutely. I mean, I was like 100%. Yes, y'all needed this, you guys. I also thought it was really cool. Like his his dream was to get some sort of like Emmy nomination or Oscar nomination. And but yet he's turned to the stage, which is a very intimate Broadway theater. He's doing a, um, a Latinx um, Cyrano de Bergerac, I believe, like a different version. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. So I just thought that was so cool that and he was up for a Tony Award, which I don't know. I just found that so awesome. You know, just how yeah. they're and like everything was just working out. Yeah. Yeah. Carmen season two was great. Like all of that was all all of that was amazing. All of it was uh, aligning. And yeah. Oh, oh and the funniest thing of all, you guys, is Kitty Sanchez, the gossip columnist. She they meet her like the red carpet of the show for Carmen. Like, Like they're going in together or something. And she is a huge fan of Jasmine. It's like, I'm so in love with you. Like she was like crying in tears. She was so excited. Like she was she shaking wasn't out to her get her at her, her all. Own. That was not her. T- her intentions were not to basically like sabotage her, her life. Yeah. yeah, sabotage her life. It was she explained that she was just like, I didn't think that, you know, um reporters don't usually focus on right. Latina um leading ladies. And I wanted to make sure that you were getting your your um your attention that you're due yeah. so whether or not it's good or bad you're in the paper all the time and like i thought that you know us latino girls have to stick together so i thought that was yes. so <laughs> i so uh, i thought it was awesome that it's like okay we thought what we thought of kitty sanchez who's like we thought she was trying to like hurt her all along she's like i've been trying to boost your career any way i could <laughs> like i want yes. you to do everything you're amazing just was like holy cow so one it was thing, such, it was the greatest plot twist it like it absolutely was and it was one thing and it was something that i definitely took away from this book which is very 
I don't know that I from a romance I thought it was really cool is perspective. You always need yeah. to consider perspective and other people's shoes. You know, it was hard for Jasmine to think about what Ashton, you know, once she realized what he'd gone through with that break in and her his son being in danger, she was like, okay, maybe I jumped the gun when I was like, I'm not going to do Carmen too. You know, she started right. to think about his side and and he thought about hers. I just thought I just thought it was really cool that one lesson I took away from this was we always need to consider other people's perspective and where they're coming from, you know, in Agreed. situations, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. I love this book so much. Me too. So, 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 so good. All right. Let's do a showdown scene. What is your favorite scene of okay. this book? This was hard, but honestly, and I know it sounds so crazy. Mine was when he appears at Abuelita's birthday party and she screams <laughs> points. <laughs> funny. So excited. And they do this beautiful salsa dancing the whole time he's aware of Jasmine and he's like, I don't know. I just thought it was a beautiful moment because she sees him. She sees his family there. She sees Yachty and she's thinking, oh, okay. You know, it's like finally he's he's being completely open. Yeah, and he's the one He's mm-hmm. the one, you know, making the moves. Yeah. Be like, yes. Yeah. Like, I want, yeah. I want this. I want this relationship. Yeah. Agree. I love the scene. I really do. It was fun. It was a fun <laughs> scene. The grandmother. And she was also a phenomenal salsa dancer. She was like yeah. whipping all over the dance floor with him, which is the cutest yes. thing in the world. So, <laughs> what was yours? My showdown scene is actually the karaoke night scene that because was, yeah. that was the point where everything was crumbling. Like yeah. there was no no point in denying that there wasn't chemistry and that it wasn't bleeding into their regular <laughs> lives. And he was doing stuff that he could not help. He couldn't help but sit right next to her. He couldn't help but touch like, her in little ways. Her shoulder, yeah, yeah. Yes. He couldn't help it. And it like, just like it was to the point where he's like he knew he should leave, but like he couldn't. And it was just like all of those feelings he was experiencing I was like this is what I love about romance like all the feelings that I'm reading about it yeah. gets me so excited because I'm like this is it this yes. is it they're what falling in love happen? they're falling yes. <laughs> and so it just made me so excited and I really loved it so yay <laughs> yes absolutely great great showdown too I like that one too all right guys well we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing transcendence by Shay Savage thanks so much for listening This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.